Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This is episode 154. You are correct. Man. Every week you say it as a question. Well, it's because I can't, I can't, I definitely can't see the computer from this side far away yeah but you should i mean you're correct every week and so what i'm saying is you should just say it like you're right say, say it with it, confidence yeah say it as if you know that you're correct john this and is episode if, 154 that's correct you're right it is so john um what have you been up to this week um so this week has been i mean it's been it's been fairly eventful we actually did some some fun rocket leaguing the other mm. night with a yes. lot of people we I d actually twitch streamed a little bit of it so you can find my twitch channel over at john wright 777 so it's twitch.tv forward slash john wright 777 j-o-n-w-r-g-h-t <laughs> 777 that's john wright i don't know what i'm doing chris <laughs> um anyway so we streamed streamed some of that we did uh we we the group just kept growing it was really funny because whenever you got on, we had what we had four people, and you were the fifth, and yeah. so we started doing some private matches, and then we got the sixth in there. So like we had a full, full on, um, awesome time doing yeah. some uh, some some matches against each other. It was Super a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, we got some. I got some achievements. I finally unlocked all the cars. Yeah. I uh, I also got the achievement we worked on. Uh, I forget what it's called, but you. I think it's the Clash of Heroes or something like you basically, that. Basically, like you have to be. Um, either the Halo inspired car or the Gears of War inspired inspired car, and then someone on the other team has to have the the opposite. The, uh, yeah, the opposite car, and, and you so, have to win. You have to win. Yes. Yeah. And so. Uh, so we did it. We everybody you know chose one of those vehicles, and then we played two matches. And it just so happened that in the last seconds of the game, the uh, of the second match. So you and I, our, our team, won the first match, right? And then so yeah. the, the next match. Uh, in the last seconds of the game, the other team came back and did it. We didn't throw the match though. That was uh, that, that was <laughs> no, at no, one no, point no. whenever we were, we were stomping them, them. Whenever we were stomping them into the ground, they were like, "You guys should throw the match because you've already gotten the achievement." We're like, "Heck no, we're not doing that." I mean, that's not that's not fair. No, you it's know? you gotta you gotta give it your all, and they just barely squeaked it out at the end. So the I used to be way more of an achievement hunter than I currently am. Yeah. Okay. Like I used to get a game and I would just like. I would have to 100% it. Like, even yeah. though I was, like, long past the point of enjoying this game, yeah. I would grind out these achievements. I remember talking to you, like, and I remember um, suggesting, oh, we should, we should play this or that. And you're like, nah, man. I've got to I've got to wrap up these achievements on uh, on this other game that yeah. I'm working on, and it's like you would say it as if it was just like I've, I I like no other choice. Like it was just like oh this is like a paper I have to write for school or something. You know, it's just like oh no nah, man I can't I can't hang out tonight. I've chore. got this other thing to do. You know, <laughs> it's I've got there's work to be done, John. <laughs> so I'm I'm selfishly happy that you don't do mm. that anymore. Um, yes. because uh, because whenever I'm like. Hey, Hey, play so let's play some Rocket League or, or whatever. You're like, yeah, okay. So I think I'm gonna about I'm about to do it again though with this game. Okay. So yeah. I, I, I checked it out after we got off. I was like, man, mm. I just played for a couple hours and I got got two achievements. Mm. How many do I have left? Mm. I only have eight achievements left, John. Oh man, which ones do you have? All right. So uh make twenty saves. I'm eighty five percent of the way done with that so one. So that one's just like a matter of time. Just, like yeah, you're for sure doing that. You just gotta be the goalie. Right. This one's a little more specific. 
equip the Mohawk and demolish three opposing bots in the wasteland. Mm. So I think I'll just have to like set that up. Yeah, I think that's what we had to do. Whenever the night that we did that, um, it was it was me and it was Hawk, I do believe, uh, who's been on the podcast before, Ike, um, and we both did that one. Yeah. Um, and you basically just set up a, a match and join the 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 side that doesn't have the the bots and just just go after them. One of the hardest ones. I'm Aaron too. Is break shot score a goal by hitting your opponent into the ball? Have you gotten that one? I have gotten that one, and and uh, whenever it comes up, like it gives you, you know how like uh, so that's the achievement name, but whenever like you uh, you score something it gives you extra points yeah. for doing certain things it's actually called a pool shot mm. if you uh if you hit uh, an opponent into the ball and then the, the ball I mean, how hard in. was that did it just kind of happen or kind of you... happened naturally okay. and it's it's not super hard especially if they're going after uh the same ball that you're about to like put you know put yeah. in there and they're yeah. like they get in your way yeah you just have to hit them they hit the ball goes in the other one that should happen. i've done that a number of times so that i just yeah. haven't done is score an aerial goal I've never scored an aerial goal. I did that the other night. That was the, was the I, first time. I got three. Yeah, it was the first time. Um, and it was actually kind of a weird one too. I was up on the wall, hit the hit the ball, and I didn't think I was gonna like. I wasn't shooting on the goal, right? Yeah. I hit the ball, and then one of the other players uh, on the other team hit it in. And so it technically, I I was the last person to hit it, so it was my goal. And yeah. technically, I did hit it while I was way up in the air, but. They're hey, the ones that actually scored. So it gave, gave it to it me for anyway. that. Yeah, so it gave it to me anyway. So I kind of feel like that one's like a, a cheated one. Like I feel kind of like, uh, I was, you know. Nah, who cares, I don't man. know about that. But yeah, it's, it's an achievement. Achievements are achievements, Chris. There are two that I can do at the same time. I just need to set it up right um, whenever I do it. Survival of the fittest is equip the shark fin topper and win an unfair bot match. Mm. which is the mm-hmm. difficulty above pro mm-hmm. or all-star. So pro uh, tip above, here, Chris, all-star. there's a couple ways. And so, you know, if you're, uh, I, cool. I did this one normally. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Let me, before we talk about this. Okay. And then the other one that can go along with it, if you do one, you can do the other. Win a game against all-star bots with a hearts decal equipped. Yes, I did that. Um, yeah, and the hearts decal is only on a certain number of cars. Yeah. And so I think it's on the zippy. Uh, mm. And so you got to be in the zippy car, which is one of my favorite cars, and have the hearts decal go up against them. But pro tip on that one, um, you can set up. So if you do, uh, if you really want to cheese it, I did it in a normal match. Like I did it, I think, in a normal um, season. I think it was like the one of the games in, in a season, an all star season that I went through. Um, but if you really wanted to, um, you could set up a match with all star bots where it's a, like a limit of goals is at one. And so the first team that scores, um, you like the, they, you win. And so if you don't want to play, like if you keep like playing it and, uh, and running into where it's like, Oh my gosh, I scored twice. And then they come back and beat you at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can set it up to where it's like, it's a one goal match. First person to score wins. So that's what the, the end of the match would be. Um, and then just make sure that like you keep playing until you uh, you score first, right? And so that was a hard one though because it was like four four v one, right? And they're pretty hard, you know. They're not like super competent, but they're they're hard. So the uh, the other two that will happen naturally if I just keep playing the game, drive a total of fifty kilometers, and mm-hmm. collect two hundred items. Nice. Yeah, I think I've gotten pretty much all the items at this point. Yeah, you only have one that you don't have. Let me see True. here. I looked it up. It is called... I know which one it is. Helen's Pride. It's been hunt- like haunting me, Chris. Score six goals in a single game. I have scored five. <laughs> and 
and then it's like in the final seconds of the game, it, it's come so close. Me and Hawk were at it the other night, and it was uh, we were playing. And I don't even care what, like, because you can do it in any mode. And I would rather not do that one against bots, like, because yeah. you could set them on like really low difficulty, right. get it no problem. But I'd rather not like cheese that one because it's like this is a game I'm, you know, I've been I've been playing for a long time. It's like I'm gonna be playing it for a long time now, still. But I, I almost got it the other night. Um, I've almost gotten it in a normal match before, like a doubles match or whatever. And I've almost gotten it in the other night in hockey. Mm-hmm. We were playing hockey mm-hmm. and we were up 11 to, to nothing. Mm. And we were just scoring all day long on, on this team. Um, and I was at five and the game ended, but the game didn't end. The, the puck was like going in <laughs> and then the clock runs out and it like, it was like halfway in the goal, but it touched the ground. And so it was just like over and I'm like, no, there was my achievement. Just poof, gone in, into thin air. Yeah, you know, love Rocket League, man. Yes. Another game that I've been I've been uh, been playing is I've been playing some more of the uh, Arkham Knight, Batman. Oh man, been, how far uh, along are you on that? So I am I'm over fifty percent of the way through. I, okay. I think I'm over fifty percent like of everything because I've been trying to get all of the trophies and get all like all yeah. of the Riddler trophies right. and all of these uh, side missions done, kind of to where it'll like work out to where I'll get them all done at the same time. Because yeah. I know if I don't do that. I will probably not go back to them. Mm. Um, I know I did in Arkham City, but it was such an original experience. Like I'd never experienced uh, an open world kind of a Batman thing before. And so like in this one, it's like, well, there's the Batmobile, but there's not a ton difference between them. It's like a bigger city, better graphics, that sort of thing. But there's just so much meat of Mm -hmm. this game in there. So I know that if I go like dive into the story and just like finish the story real quickly, Mm -hmm. um, I will probably not go back to these other things. Mm. So I'm making sure that I kind of wrap them all up in, in, and keeping them all at the same kind of percentages as mm-hmm. I go through. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun game. Love it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite games of the last year. Uh, there's a lot of DLC out that I haven't played for it yet, so I that's can't true. wait for you to finish it. Yeah. So that I can uh, I can finally play that DLC. You could uh, you should borrow the game back. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> then you'll never finish Notice it. Notice how I said borrow the game back as if like you're borrowing it from right, me. Yeah, borrowing from you. And I'm actually borrowing it from you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'm like super excited. Like there's like the Batgirl DLC I've thought about getting yeah. that sort of thing too. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested for the DLC. But I'll let you have it before I do any of the DLC. Yes. What have you been up to this week, Chris? I haven't really been up to a lot. You uh, did have another – you were explaining another outdoor – um, wildlife adventure to me um, over dinner. Yeah, for some reason, uh, I've, you know, just things have been happening, John. <laughs> so, uh, this past weekend, I went out to work on uh, a car that I want to sell that well, I had lost the key to, okay? Um, and honestly, I'd lost the key, like, it's been a long time. It's been, it's been a couple years. And so I just haven't been, I just I haven't been able to do anything with it, and I like I thought that for some reason I'm just I'm just not used to doing these things. I thought that like the only place you could get a programmed key was from the dealership. So I'm like, well, I'd have to tow it to the Z dealership and then like deal with that. So like, and I haven't you know needed the car or anything like that. So I'm just kind of like just let it let it sit there or yeah. whatever. It's like oh, I'll just deal with it whenever I have to, I <laughs> guess. And uh, but I got to the point where I was like, okay, I I want to I want to. Get rid of this car. Like, I'm yeah. not driving it. I'm not going to drive it. I'll just sell it. Like, let's get some extra cash in here. And so uh, I go out to uh, to work on this car. Okay. It's a Dodge Neon, silver Dodge Neon, yeah. 2002. Everybody knows the car. Every, everybody, everybody has a, oh. a mental image of what this car is, Chris. Yes. It's um, been in, sitting there so long that... The uh, that there's like moss growing on the north side, you know, where like it's really <laughs> shadowy. 
uh, like a thin layer. So I'm not you, talking if, like if thick. you get lost in it, for some reason, you know, you get lost in the woods. You look for the trees with moss. If you get lost in the suburbs, yes, you just look for the the parked car with the moss, the neon with moss, the neon, the silver neon, Dodge neon with with the moss on the north side. And that's the you'll you'll identify and get yeah. out of there right away. It wasn't thick moss, you know. I, I want to stress that, you know, it's it's like thin layer of green on the side. There's what if also it was some, like, like big spongy moss. I mean, that's oh, been there. For, I mean, that's that's like ooh. apocalyptic level. <laughs> it's been there a long time. That's like yeah, yeah. We're at uh, we're, you better be worried about you know zombies or something, right? Uh, there's like some uh, some grass that's kind of like grown up in through the the engine and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, I pop open the hood, and there's. A ton of wasp nests being built inside this car, what? inside the engine. Okay, it's insane. And, like one is being built in in at that time. Like it's in process. Like the wasp is like <laughs> building it as I'm. I I pop open like they the, got their little like little hammers in there. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, it was. They've weird. got a contractor out there. You like, know, like with, how with, most wasp nests are, are like they're like muddy and like you can't see through. This one you could yeah. see through. Like Whoa. it was just like it was just like the the base. Like whatever kind of like see through material that they form everything around, dude. That's you, what it was. You, your house, like from last week's episode and the and the fox and the uh, <laughs> and the cat story, as well as this. Like you, you need to call like National Geographic or like Animal Planet out to your house and just have them do like film some shows. Yeah, I should have been. Uh, I should have been using like a four K camera, just getting up and close and having some uh, Australian guy narrate. <laughs> I love it. So I decided, well, I, need, I gotta clean these wasp nests out. I can't work on this car with these. So I, I end up knocking out like about 10 wasp nests out of like uh, the undercarriage and like inside the door to the, to the gas tank and then like underneath the hood. <laughs> and like these wasps were like really, really angry, as you could, uh, you know, assume they would be. As you and, would imagine. And so I have, this, uh, I have this wooden, all I had around, like I had this wooden stake uh, that I had in my hand and I was like hitting them out of the sky and stepping them on real fast. There's like, <laughs> Two that I couldn't get. They were just like so fast, and like they like they would see me coming. Like I would see them, and like I start coming over, and then they like fly off real fast or whatever. And uh, and so like I couldn't get them, but they were very angry. They would they kept dive bombing me. So my mental image of you doing this is is as you as the Karate Kid. Like you mm. just dressed as the Karate Kid <laughs> with with a uh, with a wooden stick, just whoosh, 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 yeah, you know, taking I mean, out these wasps. Basically, that, that's what was going on. You've achieved ninja level in my mind. <laughs> ninja level. So yeah, I was hitting all, everything out of the sky and squashing it. And um, like finally, finally, uh, I got them out, checked all the fluids, like got the locksmith to come out. He programmed me a new key. I uh, went and got a new battery, um, put some gas and some additives in the tank. Finally got this thing going. Went and filled up the, uh, the, the tires. Um, it's ready to roll now, ready to rock. Yeah. So, Chris. Yeah. You, while while I was uh, I was I was playing Batman, you were bringing a me- mechanical beast back to life. Yeah. I mean, it took it took most of the afternoon on Sunday. Breathing life into this uh, into this this mechanical monstrosity. Yeah. I was I was super happy whenever it uh, it finished. I actually gave you a call and you didn't answer. Oh well. I was I was kind of bummed out. That's kind of that 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 uh, that sometimes happens, Chris. So I called Jared at, at J Pinions and I celebrated with him instead. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you were able to celebrate with someone there. Yes. That's always like the worst. Is like whenever you like are like, man, just this is, was awesome. Something just happened and it's like, so cool. And then like nobody answers their phone. And you're just like, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> 
I guess I'll just like go to the nearest like coffee shop or bar or something <laughs> yes. and just tell somebody there about it. <laughs> hey guys, guess what I did? <laughs> Pull up to a drive-through. Uh, <laughs> can I can I take you? Actually, I'm here. I just I just I don't, I'm not gonna order anything, but I just wanted to tell you about this exciting <laughs> thing that happened to me. <laughs> please pull forward, please. Next window. <laughs> Please, please pull please forward leave. for your... Please leave the premises. For your high five. Just, they high five you out the uh, the window. Yeah, I don't even need a high five from them. I just, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I wanted someone to be um, impressed. Huh? Well, dude, I'm very... I, can I be... Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I tell you that I'm impressed with Sunday You. Oh, okay. Yes. Post... I don't even know. I, post event. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm very impressed yes. with it. That's... I mean, so as far as... Uh, Entertainment goes. I'll talk about one thing later, but like remote for the most part. Fixing the car is pretty entertaining, Chris. <laughs> Fixing the car is pretty. So we've got a big show for you today. We've got a little bit of everything, and uh, and so let's dive right into our pick of the week. Pick of the week. So, Chris, you should start mm. since you just referenced what you were going to talk about later. And I assume that now is the time. Now is the time. Awesome. Earlier this week, I got to go see a pre-screening of The Huntsman Winter's War. The Huntsman Winter's War. Dude. Yes, this is a, a prequel slash sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman. So, prequel slash sequel, do you mean it's like, it's a pre? is it a prequel? Is it a sequel? Like, what it... What's yes. the deal? Is there time travel? So about the first 20 minutes of the movie happens before Snow White and the Huntsman. Whoa. The rest of the movie happens after Snow White and the Huntsman. That's super weird because that wasn't ever clear to me. No, in the, it's not clear. Because like, I thought it was a sequ- like a prequel. I thought it was a hard prequel they the keep whole say, way Well, through. they kept saying that like in the marketing stuff. Yeah, like, like a prequel. It's like it's not really the prequel. Like you, you see. I mean, I don't know how to find out it. how this epic thing, you know, occurred or the origin of this amazing story. You know, I, you know. So I mean, yeah, I I like how they address like you know. So like obviously like spoilers for Snow White. Uh, <laughs> Snow White wins and defeats <laughs> evil queen, and <gasps> she's queen of uh of her of her land. Yeah, and so like. You know, like later on, like how they reference Snow White and like what's going on, kind of, and like, uh, you know, what's going on with with her. But uh, this is in a different region. Well, kind of, like not really. Like part of it is, part of it isn't. I don't want to get too spoilery, you know. But right, um, you know, for if you've seen the trailers, there's two two queens going up against each other. Yeah, and so uh, uh, one of them is. I mean, the thing is, it's getting a lot of like um, criticism. Mm. I would say for being. Uh, a ripoff of Frozen and Brave in some ways. And it's like, really, the only ripoff part is like the powers of these characters. But Chris, yeah. my thing is, if something is a ripoff of like four or five yeah. different things, doesn't that mean that it's kind of its own thing? Yeah, and the thing is, like, everything's a ripoff of everything. Right, right? I was about to say, you know, we, we talk about um, like... The story wasn't original in the first place. It was right. Snow White. What isn't a ripoff of like Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings itself was like a ripoff of uh, of 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 some other previous materials. I mean, it's just like you know, this stuff is all influenced by itself. Yes, and or by things, and so yeah, nothing's created in a vacuum. True. Yeah. But dude, so how was the movie? Yeah, so I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, if I if I I'm gonna rate this better than 
the first movie. Ah. Like if the first movie to me, I think the first movie uh. sits at about a six, and then this would sit at a six point five. Nice. Um, I've heard that uh, Charlize Theron was is really good. Charlize Theron is really good. Like it, this might go back down to like, like a seven or something like that. None of this, <laughs> you know. But like, and part of it is I really enjoy these kinds of kinds of stories. Like yeah. this is this is like I would watch crappy stories like you know based in this kind of fantasy kind of like snow white realm um but it was, it was really good like the thing is they make you really care about the uh the the ice queen they make you really care about um uh the huntsman and uh what's going on there like in a way that you didn't in the first movie like in the first movie you're watching it you really don't care like you're not emotionally attached or sympathetic to any of these characters yeah and i think like uh, you know they did a really good job in that one of setting up kind of the huntsman side of it and that sort of thing but you were kind of expected just by the very nature of uh snow white being snow white i think i think that that they leaned a little bit on like oh so you're going to care about snow white just because it's snow white right. you know yeah, and they didn't really establish that or gave you give you any reason to. Whereas, right. Whereas in this one, uh, they really like man, like I I really uh, sympathized with uh, with these characters, and so um, it's really formulaic at times. There's yeah. a, a lot of cliche elements to it that are pre- very predictable, hmm. and so like you know, even from what like has previously happened in the movie, you know what they're about to do. It's hmm. not like you know. I don't know how you feel about that necessarily. Like sometimes I like that. Sometimes I don't, I think they handled it well here. Uh, it's not like it's done in a way where, you know, it's not this big reveal or something like that with, you know, like, you know, they're about to take a left turn Yeah. or, you know, what is supposed to be a left turn, but you just know it's coming. And, uh, but like whenever they do it, it, it still feels okay. Yeah, I don't know how to describe that other than yeah. like using the the specific example. I think I think sometimes like and, and in a way, I, last week whenever I was talking about um, what was it, Criminal, there were some similar similar things that you're mentioning where I'm just like, yeah. So this is a movie where mm, if you're, I feel like if it it seems like you're saying that if you would watch it after the fact, you could be doing something else and watching it too, and you'd be 100% fine. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, you not, know, I'm just kind of like watching the movie, but I'm also sort of, do, you know, doing some other things. Yeah. You whatever. know, sometimes like whenever you're watching a movie and it's just like bad and poorly done and yeah. super predictable, you're just like, I don't even want to watch this. I guess that's true. Okay? Yeah. So like, but then other times because whenever it's, it's not super predictable, you're like, oh, it's okay. Because it's not super self-aware in terms of like their storytelling. Because there's some things in storytelling where you're like, this is cliche. People will probably see this coming, but it's okay because we'll treat it in. We won't treat it with the gravity that um, that people are expecting it to be treated with. You know, mm. like you know, say someone like let's pick a horror movie for example, or something like that, and be like, yes, you know, like the first person, first person to to die. You're always waiting for the first person to die. You know, like whenever they die, you just like move on really quickly in order, instead of like making a big deal about it. Right. And like, well, we knew they were going to die, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. And so that's what they do here. They kind of like, they hit it and then they move on. Like they don't dwell on it. And so it's less like, it's not melodramatic or anything whenever it happens. No, exactly. You know, why is this such a big deal or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So I like that aspect of it, but I love the world building Really cool characters, really cool places, really cool world they've built. Same thing with the first one. The first yeah. one was like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the visuals are just as cool as well. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it, really enjoyed it. I think it should go. It's not necessarily, so like, I wouldn't say necessarily it's like kid friendly. Yeah. Like, uh, it's 
How unkid friendly is it though? Like, uh, you know, what's the uh, what, what's something you could compare some of the action and the uh, intensity to? It's not really super intense. It's like there's some language, and then there's just like some like romance that I don't know is necessarily appropriate for like smaller kids. Mm-hmm. But would so the other side of this is like so many times like movies like this they're marketed uh, to to young audiences, but a lot of times I feel like the young audiences might be bored in them. Yeah. Would, would I mean, a kid be kind of bored watching this? Yeah, there's definitely that aspect of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. So my pick of the week this week is Code Eight, Chris. Mm. And I've been I meant to talk about this like whenever uh, whenever it initially launched. This is a a movie from uh, Stephen Amell and Robbie Amell. Mm-hmm. Um, we everybody knows Stephen Amell from the CW's Arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Stephen and and Robbie are put put together this uh, Indiegogo fund, and so they 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 have a ten minute, a little over ten minutes probably, uh, short film that sets up the world that a uh, a a feature film will take place in. So they fully funded this thing. Uh, it, it was let me see. I'm gonna get the actual numbers here. Hit the refresh button here. As of now, of the two hundred thousand dollar goal that they set, it has raised. million dollars and uh so yeah it's and it's got a day left so by the time you hear this um if you hear this in the morning of friday then you have until noon Mm. um but otherwise it's uh the the funding is over but uh, i don't know when the movie's kind of going to be coming out that sort of thing but the specifically the short is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 10 minute long short. Everybody should go watch it. We should link to it in the yes. podcast uh, notes at standardtargetpodcast.com. But uh, super cool, man. I'm excited about this thing. It's it's a uh, it sets up the world of uh, it's it's I don't know if it's really in the future. Really, I think it's probably set a little bit in the future. But four percent of the population have special powers, and I think it said like 90% of those live in poverty. And so it's, it's kind of the story about um, dealing with uh, the powers and then the different struggles from uh, financial, that sort of thing. It looks society. like society. Yeah. Society. Um, and you know, where I don't want to spoil the, spoil no, the, spoil no, the just go watch thing. It. Yeah, everybody hey, should go you're watch it. the whole story. Here. Everybody should go watch it. So, uh, so go check it out. In a second, John, we're going to talk about the mid-cycle consoles that may or may not be coming soon. Maybe. But first. The news. The news, the news Chris. Mm. So I have two pieces of news. Okay. And uh, they're in my hand, in this my is, phone. This is weird because you're bringing the news this week. This is very true. <laughs> I wish that I had printed off like a bazillion sheets of paper for like two pieces of news. <laughs> yes. And then, like, been rifling through a bunch of papers over here. That yeah. would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um, but no. So there's two pieces of news, Chris. Yeah. One movie. I think one there's game. Th- there's there's three there's, pieces of move. There's news. three. You're bringing one to the table. One is a piece of sad news. Oh. Okay. Prince has died. Dude. So whenever I initially, so that was today. Like we're recording this, um, and earlier today, somebody shared a link and said that said princess died and i didn't believe it mm-hmm. literally like because it, it was it was to a blog and i was like okay so th- they're just wrong yeah and then i like get on the the internet pull up open my uh, safari and start like and it's like new york times top story or whatever i'm just like oh my gosh super sad man yeah and it's i mean supposedly he died of the flu i think it was like pneumonia 
Uh, I don't know. Something I was reading said pneumonia. Oh, okay, but, but that that could be that could be complete. He's been battling the flu wrong. like the past like few weeks, like <sighs> since like mid April. And and so like even like a few days ago he like uh, he did a concert then had to like cancel his next show because he was sick and then he did another concert and, like you know just take care of yourself people dude it's really sad man I mean and and uh, that's the thing is like it's super weird because it's like man he he like came out with a great album like last year he was on New Girl mm-hmm. and uh, which supposedly like he called up uh, the you know the 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 TV show and was like hey. Can you, can you put me into an episode of New Girl? It's like I really like the show, I, and I uh, I, th- I think that uh, my character should help Jess with her love life. Hmm. And, and anyway, so so he was in that awesome episode of New Girl, and it was I don't know, man, it's just super sad, uh, an, an amazing icon, and uh, super influential over a large span of time because mm-hmm. um, it was you know he had it was in the '80s, and, and then back in like 2005 or whatever, whenever he came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like I said, all the way up until till he was still touring and stuff. So yeah. it's amazing. Anyway, so the other two pieces of news, Chris. Yes. Um, a little bit happier news. Jason Bourne. Mm. The trailer has dropped. Yes. That'll I, be at stayintargetpodcast.com. Holy cow, Chris. I, I like so what I don't know what I was expecting. I like the fact that this still fits into the same uh chronology of the story. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. Like I was kind of almost expect, expecting like a brand new kind of standalone, like just like a, like action a, movie. Like, like a, a reboot? No, not like a reboot, but like more of a, like, this is a new adventure. Like, we've already dealt with his past, you know, yeah. like, and then we're moving forward. But like, they're still, it's not like he's still dealing with his past, but like, the, it's still related. And so yeah. I kind of like that. No, like, that's great. Uh, and, uh, and, the the action like is more way more out in the open it seems like this time you know like this yeah. is this is not born sneaking around trying to like stay out of the the public eye right like he's he's blatantly doing things like in full view of everyone dude i th- one of the, the the coolest things about this trailer to me yeah um was in they show sequences from the previous movies or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every single time i see the shot of of him jumping off of a roof into a window and the cameraman <laughs> following yes. him every single time i see that shot i'm just like that is just a stylish cool shot yeah it's like man that is that that it can't get much better than that. Yes. Yeah. My, my only concern whenever I was watching that, I'm like, why are they showing us all this? Is there not enough action in this new movie that they can have to show us this stuff? I think they just led with like what came before to, they sh- did. to prove to you that it was related, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because later on, you're seeing like cars flipping, you're seeing right. all sorts. I mean, so of of all of the things, I think, didn't each Bourne movie basically end? It had like a car chase in it, had like some like massive hand to hand combat, and they tried to like one up themselves on each kind of uh, action category, right? Um, from movie to movie. Well, and so I'm super pumped for this one. What's funny is like the other movies, you know, they have these really complicated kind of hand to hand combat scenes that take like you know two or three minutes to uh, to watch, and then like they the clip that we keep seeing in this for this movie in the trailers are is him just going up to this one dude and just punching him out in one punch. Yeah. Like, he's just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that person wasn't a trained assassin, yes, Chris. this is true. So, yeah. I mean, Jason Bourne. I mean, there's a lot of things in this trailer that make it f- seem like the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like, it's, so that that one spot, I do want to it's like whenever you're a kid and you find out that there's like a spot on your head where like if you hit get hit there hard enough, you die. 
I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't know. I just remember that happening. Be like, oh, if you if you you know hit somebody here hard enough, they just die. <laughs> and you're know. just like, what if I true. fall down the stairs and accidentally hit myself there? That's just weird. I think that was a very specific situation to you. That might be. That might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super super uh, pumped about this movie. Yeah, I uh, like. So, do we have any like? Was uh, Julia Stiles? She was in the the previous movies as well, right? Yep. So the yeah, I'm really pumped about this cast. It's obviously Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. Julia Stiles is back. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is joining the cast yeah. as well as Alicia Vikander. Yeah, and so Tommy Lee Jones, I just saw him in the movie Criminal or whatever. It mm-hmm. seems like he's playing a completely different kind of a, a, a human being in both of these movies. Oh, he's and a great actor. Yeah, he's he's great. But they're, they're like he, on the other one, he was on Criminal. He's kind of like the, the doctor. He's like trying to, um, just uh, he's kind of like soft spoken and not not the dominant. But in this one, it's like he's like the guy. Yeah, he's like he's coming. Let's hunt he, him down. I mean, he's great. Crazy dude. Awesome. Um, super pumped about it. July. The next piece of news, Chris, Hmm. I think I am super excited about this one. I think you're super, super, super duper excited about this one. Yes. Red Dead Redemption 2 is supposedly a real thing. I believe this is the thing. I I fully believe it's a real thing. I've always believed it's a real thing. Yeah. And for the past like two years, they've said Red Dead Redemption is a franchise, which means that the second one has to be a real thing. Mm. Okay. But Chris, the news is that a map has supposedly leaked. Right, right. Uh, so, but, but let, me, let me say first before you move into it. Super excited about this. None of this means that it's coming anytime soon. I guess that's true. But let's talk about this map. I think your uh, y- your prediction at every E3 for the past like three or four E3s yeah. has been Red Dead Redemption Two at the Sony press conference. It has. Well, at, at any press conference. I think last time you specifically said Sony. I did Sony. I did say Sony. Um. So, Chris, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, my chair may just made a really weird noise. I'm really th- hoping that it doesn't like collapse <laughs> and uh, and and like I go through the floor or something. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. Um. Anyway, so Red Red Dead Redemption Two. It's real. It's it's here, and you're like you, literally what you just said was I've always believed. Why are you? Why did you guys not believe? Are you asking me that question? No, I'm just oh. saying like that's that's <laughs> your your definitive statement is like Psh, I've always known this was real. Yes, you guys getting on board late to this yeah. train. Well, the rumor though is that is this is a prequel, mm. and it will take place. It looked like a very like the map is like huge. It's way yeah. bigger. Than uh, than the the space and Red Dead Redemption. There's like so but, many regions in it. Well, so like the, the, yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. So there's a couple things in this that this indicates. So first, this is huge. It's like I think almost four times the the size of the other one. Second, it includes the area around Blackwater. So like this that which is the area around like the homestead where uh, where your family's homestead there and the 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 town you you uh, spend time in toward the end of the game in Red Dead Redemption Two. And then it's like moves north and to the east of it, and so, uh, yeah, I don't really necessarily know what that means in terms of like the time period. If it's a prequel, like the whole the whole ex, um, the point of Red Dead Redemption One was the fact that like okay, this is the end of the Wild West. The right. railroad is coming. People like you who want to like. Uh, free range cattle and all this kind of kind of stuff. Like you gotta like g- get up with and uh, stay up with the times, keep up with the times, and like change. And so, right. 
hopefully this, I mean, I mean if, it's, if it's a prequel, it's not going to deal with that. I guess this might be just more raw, just like straight up, we're settling the West kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and I wonder if it's the same, like, so do you think, uh, do you think they're the same character as, as you are in Red Dead Redemption? Do you think like John Marsden, or do you think somebody else entirely, like, it, it's a different story, basically? Maybe you run into John Marsden and the gang that he's mm. supposedly running in, because the uh, opening of uh, of Red Dead Redemption, you, you find out that John Marsden, the main character, used to be in a gang. Yeah. And was not a good person for a while and then then you like cleaned up your act and this sort of thing and, and so now you're you know you're um basically being forced to hunt down your your compatriots right i don't think that you'll actually play as john marston i think that it could be someone in the marston family mm. uh, like a you know because they have that land out there and someone like he, i mean john wasn't the one who settled and built that farm i don't believe i remember that being the case mm. and so i think it's someone in the marston family it would make, you know, only make total sense. Like, it's different, you know, like, they, they make uh, Grand Theft Auto as well, and those aren't necessarily, like, those aren't direct sequels to each other. Right. But, like, Red Dead Redemption has such, of a, such a strong story and has those kind of, like, family connections, and since this is, like, the same setting... Yeah. ...or it includes part, pieces of the same setting, I think it, it makes only makes sense to play as one of the Marston family, especially like, well, that spoils Red Dead Redemption. Like they've already done things where like you, uh, um, you can play as the Marston family. Yeah. I mean, and that, that makes sense, dude. I mean, and, and, and so I'm super excited to get into this world, to dig in here. There's a lot of water on the map. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like the water's like, okay, will, will we be boating or I, mean, I feel like I feel like a steamboat, you know, oh, would be man, around the same time. Cool. Like steamboats would be cool, but it's like I don't know. Is if that? A, can, but is that supposed to be a lake or is that supposed to be supposed to be the ocean? It might be the ocean. Or rivers. But I mean, even during like uh, even even during like Civil War times or whatever, there was like steamboats that would go up and down rivers and, and like empty out into the ocean and stuff. And so I don't know, like go to different ports. I don't know. That just seems so, like a steamboat would make sense, but they're not the, very quick. They're not very fast um, transportation. That's the if weird thing here, like on this map. So, oh, so this is Flatiron Lake, and then this. What does this say? Uh, so it's, it could be a, it could be a relatively large lake. This is something else, but like yeah. So like the crazy thing is, I don't know how accurate this is, just because it's like Mexico was on the other side of what they're now calling like an offshoot of this Flatiron Lake, in some sense. Hmm. And so you're just questioning whether or not, um, whether or not that that truly is supposed to represent like the Eastern United States. I mean, it was a very like even in the, the uh, yeah sorry the Western United States. Uh, so I mean, it was even in um, in Red Dead Redemption. You have these times whenever it feels like oh well this is this is a very northern section and right. then immediately kind of goes like, transitions into um into like a very western section so looks it, like you still have some of that here like i mean you have an area up there called the grizzlies and so you would assume that that would be uh some some very northern um yeah it's, type it's, it's mountainous terrain yeah uh i just never got the the idea that somewhere around that town like Right there, Blackwater, that there was a large body of water on the other side of Blackwater. Was there in the game? Was there a port there? Yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, I think that's where you start. Um, I mean, you, you ride the train. That's where you ride the train from. Right, but then I think that at one point there is a, uh, there's there's some sort of a dock over there. Hold Pretty this. sure. I Pretty think my map. Sure, Chris. I, do you have my Red Dead Redemption game? Uh, I do. It's downstairs. 
I'll um, be right back. One last little fun fact about this, and uh, I don't know, Chris, if you want to want to comment on this whenever you get back. There is a city in the uh, southeastern section here of this map called New Bordeaux, and that is supposedly where the upcoming game Mafia 3 takes place. Um, and so potentially if there's some crossover between that, uh, that game and this game, I don't know. I mean, there's been just speculation that, that maybe they're the same. However, in this particular map that the new Bordeaux area over there looks, I don't know. It looks almost like an overlay. So like if there is something that is, is kind of fake about this one, it might be that, um, because it does, it's like kind of a different kind of a green looking color. So it's like, it almost, I, like I said, if, if if anything was fake about this map, that would potentially be the thing that I would point out and go, that's probably fake or whatever, just because it looks like a, a weird kind of overlay. Same font and everything, but it's a, it's just kind of a strange, strange graphical anomaly. So back when video games used to come with cool things in the packages. Lots of cool things, dude. They included a, a map of sorts and a poster inside this... Dude, I, I don't think I've ever uh, I've ever seen it completely unfolded, because it's yours, and I, I didn't want to like unfold it and and rip it up or ruin it or anything. Yeah, there's a body of water over there, Chris. Yeah, that's flat iron lake. Yeah, there's a big flat iron lake um, over there by Blackwater, right? So one of the one of the pieces of <laughs> I love that you're talking off a of mic and nobody can hear you, Chris. What <laughs> <laughs> are the pieces of this map that are included in the the new map? So let me see. So we've got the. There's Great Plains. Yeah, there's the Great Plains. There's Tall Trees okay. is in there. So Tall Trees. Um, where... Tall Trees is where like all of the the grizzlies and things like that were. Yeah. Well, no, 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 not necessarily. Yes, like up north of Tall Trees. Yeah. But like the the there was a post. There was an area down. <laughs> they can hear me. <laughs> I don't know if they can. <laughs> there's look. There's a waveform. It's it's very small, Chris. People are turning up their podcasts. Is this better? <laughs> That's better. Okay, so there's an area. What's the what's what's the area below tall trees? Is that in there? No, that is not in there. That and is instead. So it goes. There's a, a river there. Um, it looks like yeah, and uh, San Luis River. Yeah, something mon. No, I don't know if it's San Luis River. So Flatiron Lake. See, look at this map. Flatiron Lake. Like. This area down there looks like it's still water in the new map. Right, right. It does. It looks like a Great Plains, like it wraps underneath Great Plains and then alongside. But then that would turn into, I guess, in, in the game, that turns into uh, the river between Mexico and um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like San Juan. Mexico is down there. So that yeah. means everything on the south end of the map. It, I mean, it looks like an ocean, but there's no part of the... Yeah, Flatiron Lake is apparently more gigantic than this this map leads us to. So this all would take uh, basically you go north. It'll take the the map extend the map north and then to the east, and right. then there's like a little uh, a little section that kind of a peninsula that kind of goes down into the lake. Um, and I guess it connects over here. Let me see what this what this body of water over here is called. I don't know if we can really read it, but there's another body. There's like another river, a gigantic river, apparently that this that connects into Flatiron Lake. Um, you see that? See see the the river over there? It's on the entire left side of this new map. So, um, you mean so the yeah. right side of the new map, the east side of the new map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a island out there. It says it says Siska Penitentiary. 
It's kind of like uh, Alcatraz. Alcatraz, but I it's guess. in the east. So weird, dude. dude it's I don't, a weird map. I just want to see, like, I just want them to zoom out and show me the the world that Red Dead Redemption takes place. Well, that's, in. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like with the with the original Red Dead Redemption, it was easy to be like, yeah, like this is this feels like it could be like the old west, like it could exist or whatever. But like, what this new map, like, it doesn't make any sense in terms of actual what geography. This is supposed to be, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, unless well, because I mean, unless so. Okay, let's okay, let's zoom out and look at it like this, John. Yeah, I mean, I see where it attaches to this, but I don't see how it how well, it. What if here? What if you think the peninsula is supposed to be Florida? Hey, well, that, that's what I'm thinking. So, like, what if? Yeah, like the area that we are already in is basically like southern Arizona and Texas slash Mexico. This is like the the edge of Texas. This would be like Louisiana. There, this is Florida. And Flatiron Lake is like the Gulf of Mexico. Flatiron Lake is like the Gulf of Mexico. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense um, with the, just the shape of the whole thing. kind of think that's what's happening. It's John. very truncated. And it makes sense, though. So the only thing about, uh, about like, if this new, um, let me see, new Bordeaux is, is actually where, um, where the uh, oh, Mafia 3 takes place. Like, if it's the same thing, and, and like I said, I, I, if there was one thing that was oh, weird about this map... Well, they made two K makes both games. Yeah, why would they even care about connecting those two? I don't know. That's uh, that was that's a big question in my mind. And again, like it looks weird. Like again, it's like an overlay looks strange on there. If there's something that's fake about this this uh, leaked map, that would be it. Um, but anyway, like if, that is supposedly like New Orleans. New Bordeaux is like uh, New Orleans in Where's the Mafia that Three on that map. Is that so it's, would it's, that be in Louisiana? Would be in Florida. Would that be in Florida. Weird. Yeah, which is strange. But then again, like I said, this body of water to the right, like if you maybe were to look at this, maybe that's the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because I look at it and it says it's some sort of a some sort of a river. So I can't read the like it's off screen, uh, off of the screen cap or whatever. But it says something river um, on the right. Interesting. So it's like a river rather than the ocean or a new lake or anything. So it's all just confusing. It is very confusing. Uh, there's lots of water, and I'm sure there's... everyone stopped listening by now. Oh yeah, of course. Um, Something yeah. I wanted to read. So, I love the world of Red Dead Redemption. It's Clearly, of, we've been talking about it for like fifteen minutes. It's one great. of my favorite video games ever. Just the amount of of detail and time they put into this. Okay, so these are the descriptions on this map, which I need a frame, by the way. You totally should. The western border states. Recent years have brought much knowledge of this area with settlements and townships extending to the far western borders. Certain parts are far from civilized, and outlaws and dangerous animals still have the upper hand here, especially between the towns. Newcomers are advised to stay close to the roads, as travel is mostly safe only for the adventurous and well-armed. All right, south of the border, red soil, enormous mesas, and scorching midday sun make passing through these lands an unforgettable journey. In quieter times, the local peasants are not likely to bother a stranger, but there is talk of a civil war or some kind of uprising, and mounted army patrols are quick to extinguish any signs of trouble. Tread carefully. One thing I also loved about this game was like the the sense of place that you get with it, hmm. and then the way that they move you from place to place. Like games, typically, like let's take like Batman, um, Arkham Knight, for, for instance, or. Sunset or Overdrive. As you progress through the game, different areas become um, become available to you. Mm-hmm. What I like about Red Dead Redemption is the whole thing's available to you from the start. Like actually, well, except for Mexico. But what they do is they take you from the middle of the map, kind of push you west, then take you south into into uh, 
Mexico, but then you go straight back up north into the area that you already around where you started, basically, and you finish the game up there. Yeah. And not really other games, like, they don't take you back into the places you already were right. for, for missions, necessarily. Right. And I really, really like that. Well, it felt very much like, I mean, it was a huge adventure, and so you feel like your adventure is completed whenever you're back up in the, uh, where you originally kind of came from. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Like, you know, it just... Like you said, it gives you a good sense of space and it gives you a good sense of, man, I have traveled every inch of this place and uh, and that sort of thing. The other th- cool thing about like the sense of place is whenever they'd give you the treasure maps um, and what the treasure map was, it was just like a picture of like a rock formation and then like an X or something. And so you'd kind of keep your eye out as you were going around looking for these things. So you really got to know the landmarks and you really, I mean, even if like t- to this day, I bet you if, if we loaded into this thing and you just dropped me in a random spot, I would know exactly where I was and exactly how to get back to um, home. You know, yeah, and that's like that's so not true about a lot of old open world games. Like that's so not true about um, Sunset Overdrive, and that's so not true about like Batman or anything. Like it's like, man, I don't unless I use the map, like hit the uh, hit the button and use the map. I really just don't know where I'm at. But the fact that there's so many distinct kind of areas in this thing, and uh, so much attention to that detail and and uh, to the natural environment that it's easy to tell where you're at and and you just kind of get this this map in your head like i know this map forward and backwards you know yeah something i never noticed on this john there's these little symbols that kind of look like a uh, upside down y yeah and it says at the bottom it's scrawled at the bottom it says that symbol equals danger oh and there's like four of them on this map that's awesome i need to i need to boot this up and uh, go figure out what's what's at these locations is that where um you would get eaten by mountain lions Possibly, because there's like some stuff out here, and I would always get like out west, way out west here. I would always yeah. get eaten by cougars out here. Yeah, I mean it's po- very, very possible. Well, going, you know, over uh, where was the fort at? The uh, the the fort. There's a, a uh, mountain pass up that way where I would always just get like my horse would just. Is it plain view here? Yeah, would inevitably just get mauled. <laughs> oh yeah, right around. Well, there. The, uh, there the, well, there's a there's a danger oh, symbol right that's there. That's probably it. Uh, I think it's mountain lions, probably. Yeah, or uh, probably maybe bears. Uh, no, bears are up here. Up they north? have that bear symbol. Okay. See that? But no danger or anything up there? No danger up mm, there. Mm. And I don't remember mountain lions being up there, though. Mm. Or There's maybe... There's some right up outside of McFar- McFarland's Ranch. Yeah, I do remember some stuff there. What, but maybe... There are, are they uh, maybe bandits or maybe... I, mean, I don't know. They could be animals or We need to boot this game up, Chris, and uh, figure out what those are. We need to move on because I could talk about this all night. I all love right, this dude. Game. Well, that's all I've got. That's the news. Chris, the big story this week hmm. is the PlayStation... Neo, it's uh, it's the PlayStation 4.5. You're looking all flabbergasted over there, Chris. I'm not sure. I not, think he's making not me sure put in the new like password. That's strange. That's very strange. And uh, but PlayStation Neo this week, giant bomb actually got a uh, got got wind of a a uh, a source with some specs and things on the the PlayStation 4.5 which people are now referring to as the PlayStation Neo. Yeah, so this is actually coming from Eurogamer, and ah. these are the documents that we uh, we got from them. Um, wait, wait, wait. No, so I'm going to curse this giant bomb report. Well, I'm reading it off of Eurogamer. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, Eurogamer had, like, they, they had a source, a different source, and... Uh, 
that said this something similar. And so that's why it was like it was corroborated by two kind of different places. And so that's yes, why it's very, very likely. And uh, Eurogamer might have had all of the uh, the rundown of the of the stats and stuff. Yeah. So like first, let's run down the stats first. Like, well, let's keep get people up to speed again. There's been rumors that there's going to be a console update like mid-cycle here, maybe yeah. coming out this year, starting with PlayStation 4. And then there's also been a lot of comments um, about possibly the same thing happening with the Xbox One. I think all of this kind of started back uh, a month or so ago whenever whenever Phil Spencer, uh, head of Xbox, was speaking at a, uh, a developer conference. And he was talking about how... Um, he was looking forward to being able to iterate on hardware somehow mid-cycle. Right. And so those comments got people thinking, oh my gosh, are they going to iterate on something in the middle of the cycle? Are you going to have like an expandable Xbox or anything like that? And uh, since then, um, the, he's, he's, he's been in interviews where people have asked him, you know, okay, so what about this uh, Xbox 1.5? And he's made the comment where he said, you know, X point one point or Xbox 1.5 doesn't sound that good to me. I would rather go in uh, whole whole numbers rather than half measures, um, and so I'm not sure what all that means, Chris, from his perspective or from from the Xbox side of things. But the it appears after all of this news that at the very least the PlayStation 4.5 or PlayStation Neo or PlayStation 4K, depending on uh, how you want to refer to it, is happening. Well, it's at least real. Like they've at least done R and D on it and developed specs and. Um, uh, basically built this in R&D. There are rumors right now that there are dev kits going out to developers right now and that over the summer there will be more kits going out and uh, we'll actually see something later this year. So, like, who knows what's actually happening. These are the stats that Giant Bomb uh, has gotten a hold of. I'm going to... And they, they... Or actually Eurogamer has gotten a hold of. I think they both have them. Uh, this is comparing the the current PS4 to the what they're calling PS4K Neo. <laughs> Let's oh, just combine yeah. all the names. Oh, yeah, all of them. Base, the base PS4 has eight Jaguar cores clocked at 1.6 gigahertz. The Neo has eight Jaguar cores clocked at 2.1 gigahertz. It's a boost of 1.3 times. The GPU, the base PS4, has 18 Radon GCN compute units at 800 megahertz. The Neo has 36 improved GCN compute units at 911 megahertz. So the boost is 2.3 times flops. How? Yeah, teraflop. The, the well, I don't know if it's teraflop, but it's I'm, a flop. I'm just going to pretend like I know about all of these things, Chris. Memory. The base PS4 has 8 gigabytes of GDDR, GDDR5 at 176 gigabytes a second. The, the Neo has 8 gigabytes GDR. Oh, gosh. 8 gigabyte GDDR5 at 218 gigabytes per second. The boost is 24% more bandwidth, 512 megabytes more usable memory. Okay, so they've broken it down a little bit more. CPU, uh, it's a CPU upgrade over the original PlayStation 4. The cores haven't changed at all, though. They've just been overclocked from 1.6 gigahertz to 2.1 gigahertz, a 31% improvement. With the memory... It's still eight gigabytes of GDDR5 with twenty with a twenty four percent boost to bandwidth, so just you can get the information on and off faster. Uh, so let's see here. The GPU they're saying is the most exciting. So let me read this kind of uh, verbatim. Um, 
It's a 2.3% increase in flops. Question is what technology is being used here? AMD has created both of its current-gen console predecessors so far by taking older off-the-shelf components, disabling a couple of compute units, and uh, that's what the graphics cards are. In effect, Xbox One got the Radon HD7790, while PlayStation 4 got a more capable, semi-custom Radon HD7870. Here's where things get interesting. The 36 compute unit count cannot comfortably fit any of AMD's existing GPUs. It suggests that Sony and AMD have pushed the boat out and that they are using the upcoming Polaris technology. It has not been released yet. Hmm. Specifically, 36 compute units compared paired with a 256-bit memory bus sounds uncannily like the rumored spec for one of two new Radon graphics chips. AMD has in development, codenamed Polaris 10. Curiously, the the Polaris test run is carried out with an 800 megahertz clock speed and six gigabytes per second GDDR5 memory, a downgrade from the mooted PS4 spec. Hmm. Interesting, Chris. So, this is their plan for how they will coexist together, which is, in my mind, more important and more difficult. Yes. Okay. So. Sony, uh, this is verbatim from this article. Sony seemingly acknowledges the need to integrate the two models of PlayStation 4 available simultaneously on the market, internally dubbed as Base and Neo. There will be no games exclusive to the Neo model. Every title will be available on both, and there's no suggestion of VR-exclusive Neo modes at this point. Developers are prohibited from creating Neo-exclusive gameplay features and enhancements and are expected to be graphical and performance-based in nature. Gamers on both systems will be tied into the same ecosystem, meaning that users of both models will be competing against one another in online games. The user interface and PSN systems will also be identical. So what will be the difference? So according to Sony's own documents, there's a focus on delivering 4K gaming content. Though upscaling to UHD resolution is likely, owners of 1080p screens can expect benefits too, explicitly stated as higher frame rates, more stable frame rates, Improved graphic fidelity, additional graphic features. Sony describes forward compatibility via patches, allowing developers to revisit their existing PS4 library and add Neo features to existing games. They've opened up more memory for Neo titles, too. Quite why this extra RAM can't be given to games running in base mode isn't revealed, but Sony states that Neo titles will have access to 5.5 gigabytes of memory, with 512 only available for Neo mode. <laughs> Sony also reveals that the background media functions of the PS4 might be expanded, such as the addition of 1080p gameplay recording. So the rest of their article, like, you know, rumors about when it's coming out and stuff like that. Uh, looks like it's coming in quarter four is the uh, the short answer. Um, and then they talked about, like, things that they thought were going to be in the PS4K that are not. Um, the most important piece of that is uh, that there's no indication at, all that any of the functionality found in the PlayStation VR's external processing box will make its way into the Neo hardware, nor is there any mention at all that Neo will benefit PSVR, though we expect that the same base Neo spec differentiation will apply to those titles just as they would to any PS4 game. Like, that was the big rumor that, like, you know, why they were trying to bring it out this year to to uh, coordinate the launch with PlayStation VR. Yeah. Like, and that... 
that Seems one like the, it makes sense. Yeah, that one but, made the most sense as to why they would release uh, a new console. Like if they're especially saying, especially Sony specifically, because we have we've talked about it on the podcast before the VR situation where it you know their headset or whatever is the the lowest price on the market, and they're in order to use an Oculus or use a a, a Vive, you have to have a, a pretty hefty PC, and so you know the, I. I in my mind, the most logical jump for the or reason for the PS four point five would be to to bring more of a uh, of a parity with those larger PCs. But none of that is really indicated here. I mean, I, I would assume that the frame rates and the uh, graphical things. I mean, all of those things will those enhancements will exist on VR games on the Neo, but. It's not really it's not really clear if that's why they uh, decided that this was an option. Because I mean, obviously, if, if every game is supposed to be on both, I don't know. I mean, it's, they have to work on both, and so it's not like you're going to get. I don't know. It just seems seems strange to me, Chris. On the other side of the pond, Microsoft is supposedly testing a new Xbox One wireless chip with a new model number. The FCC has approved, or has uh, has been, it's been filed with the FCC. The uh, the, the papers have been filed for them to use that. Um, and Facebook is trying to uh, interrupt me reading this article that I'm reading. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Is it is it trying to say to log in? Mm-hmm. Log in with Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I log in and everything with Facebook, I guess. While there are no, this is from a uh, Verge article. While there are no photos of the new Xbox One model, external photos and other key details are being kept under a non-disclosure agreement between Microsoft and the FCC. That agreement expires on June 25th, 12 days after Microsoft's Xbox press conference at E3 this year. That's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, a photo of the new Xbox One wireless chipset. I don't really know what this necessarily like means other than like they're working on improving the Xbox One in some way. Like... And that's not uncommon. Like we've right. seen that before. Like last generation, there were you know like within the generation, there's the Xbox One Slim or the PS3 Slim, all that kind of stuff. Like well, there's even changes. The, ori- the original Xbox didn't have a uh, like a broadband port, and then so but the Slim version did. Like you had to get another different attachment if you wanted to connect your original Xbox to like the internet or whatever later on. So like you would have to upgrade your console or like get some weird uh, attachment. You mean the wireless? Yes, the yeah. wireless. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, it could always be wired in. Yeah, but right, like, right. yeah, wireless. Like right. my old, I I have an old Elite console, and I have right. a, a a wireless attachment plugged into the USB port. Right, and so like, yeah, yeah. So like, new hardware being put in, like the slim edition. That's nothing really new, right? Um, or updated hardware. Um, but processing power is a different thing. Yeah, that's where it comes down to. Like, my whole thing with this is. I don't like in order to get people to buy this, they have to like make it worth buying. But right now, it's like, is this worth buying? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily seem like it. It's offering any kind of drastic difference in quality where it's like, well, I have to get this now. Do I want to get the new console? Like, if it looks better, yes. Like, yeah. do I want things to move, run smoother? Yes. Do I? I'm like, am I going to do it? Probably. Like, all that's true, and maybe they just they know that that. Like is gonna work? Maybe that like they're like, well, the amount of people who will take advantage of this is worth it. You know, who knows, man? But like, the one thing I I don't necessarily like is the fact that like I don't want to buy a new console right now. Like, right. what I want to spend my money on, 
Yeah. Is the PlayStation VR. Yeah. And NX. And PlayStation VR games. I mean, if, if you think about the amount, like everybody, just in general, there's only so much money that each person has to expend. And For it's real. like, if you buy a console, a lot of times, like a lot of people that I, I know and myself included, it's like, okay, I can buy the console and like a game or maybe two games or whatever. But it's like, if I didn't have to buy the console and it was just a bunch of games were out, I spent, you know, I would buy more games. Were you talking earlier, like I was saying, I'll, I need to sell my console like now and then buy the new one or whatever. And like, yeah. well, you should sell it now before the price goes down. I'm like, well, then I'm out of a console yeah. f- between now and the fall when they release this thing. Like right. I've got Uncharted 4 coming out. There's all these games I want to play yeah. on my con- – I don't want to sell my console. Yeah. Like I don't want to be without the console. And that's the thing. Like as soon as this thing is announced, it's like you can both – so you can say goodbye to the the price that you would have gotten if you would have sold it right before the day Maybe. before. But also, Sony can say goodbye to a lot of their sales in between the day that they announce it and the day the new one comes out. Because people who are thinking about, oh, well, I, I might pick up a, a PS4 in like, you know, if they announce this at E3, which I would assume is probably going to happen. Um, if they announce it at E3, it's like, oh, I would probably pick up a console in, in July or something like that. But it's like, man, I'm not going to pick up a console in July whenever I can pick up a better console in October or November yeah. or whatever. Maybe. I like Because if this is correct, if this, this article is correct, they're going to both exist at the mark, on the market at the same time. Yeah, and, and that's true. Sony will... I don't think they're going to... They're not going to drop the current console lower than it currently is what we're going to see is a higher price point yeah and so i don't know if the the value necessarily will go i might go down a little bit but it won't go down drastically uh you'll still see like you know the ps4 will be retailing for 300 bucks or whatever it is and i think that the new one what you know what do you you think maybe 400 i mean or 500 yeah probably 400 i would imagine unless it's unless the the price to manufacture this thing is just you know ridiculously expensive but i mean the original ps4 whenever it True. came out three years ago or whatever um was 400 was 400 and so i think that you know you think about there they may even decrease the current model a little bit more just to be like okay so there's this there's this entry level model that you can get for um you know like what what would you say like 250 yeah I mean, it's like it, oh it's 250 but then there's a 400 dollars model that's like psh, top of the line you know you're gonna be gonna be rolling in in gpus if and, they do that like I just don't see them dropping the price this 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 fall. Like two fifty, like I don't like the PS three and Xbox three sixty didn't hit two fifty until well into yeah. their life cycle. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other side of this is like Sony, they are they have so many sales. There's like forty million of these things out there, and it seems like it's a weird time to 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 shake the uh, to shake the system. You know, to be like, oh well, we're gonna introduce something completely different that we've never done before and introduce like a, a half step there. It's almost like the phone market, if you will, like where there's the S model um, of a phone, like uh, of an iPhone. So there's the iPhone 6 and there's the iPhone 6S. Right. And it's like, well, the iPhone 6S has some new features and it runs things better, but it's like, are you really going to like, you know, if you have the 6, are you really going to gonna miss what you don't have or whatever? Yeah, I, I mean, it's that same kind of theory. The problem is, you know, like... You know, let's just use Apple for an example. Apple does a really good job of forcing you to the new phones. Like, True. And some of it's build quality. Like the batteries just after a couple of years, like you're not getting great battery life. Like my battery does not last a whole day anymore. Yeah. And I'm coming up on 
you know, two years of owning this. I yeah. need to, I, I'm going to replace it this year. Like, so there are limitations like that that start happening. There's also like they, uh, their operating system changes enough so that like phones like two or three years older, like mm-hmm. really don't run it very well. Right. And that's, it's very apparent. Everything's slow and you know, all that kind of stuff. And well, technology is just in not, general, like, like the, uh, the wireless technology even like, so like the L, uh, LTE and things like that. I mean, the, the connection speeds get faster. Like even my phone uh, as a success, it supposedly had a faster uh, chip and more features on the uh, data side of things than the six. And it's like, so whenever the six, seven comes out, it's like, man, that's going to be so far outdated because, you know, and I guess with the miniaturization of things, like the miniaturization of, of computer chips and batteries and the smaller you can get things, um, that happens a little bit, you know, that happens on, at a very fast rate. Well, it and sounds, so you can iterate a lot faster. Along with that, you know, like change from version to version, Apple is not concerned with things running poorly on their older phones. And that's true. Yeah. Whereas at this, it seems like PlayStation is. They're saying... As a developer, it has to run on both, and it has to run well on both. Yeah. One might run at a higher frame rate or look mm. better or whatnot, but none of that really affects gameplay, and they're not going to want it to affect gameplay because they have 36 million of these out in the world that they need these games to still run well on. Right. And that's where it comes down to, like, who... Except for the hardcore of the hardcore, like who's buying this thing, yeah. man? Well, I also think like okay, so from a from a culture perspective, the phone culture is different than the gaming culture because the gaming culture, it's always been oh, you buy something and it lasts you you know a, a large amount of time, like multiple years. Whereas with the phone, it's like if I have a phone that's older than three years old, which so if I bought a phone the same day I bought my Xbox One, right? If I had that phone today and it starts acting slow and doing weird jittery stuff or whatever, I'm like ah, it's okay, it's an older phone. But it's like my Xbox One. Like I don't view that as an older console. Yeah, you know. And so like it's just a weird. It's a weird right. consumer mentality of like, well, my phone gets old faster than my uh, games console, or my even like if you think about a laptop or or a uh, or an, like an iMac or or some sort of a big computer. It's like, well, these things, certain things get older than other things faster. You think about it, even even in the, like a PC world, like your graphics card that gets old technically faster than uh, other components on the same computer. So like a motherboard or like whatever, like you, you won't have to upgrade your entire computer for you know years, but you have to upgrade components of it. Right. And so, I mean, it's just, it's just weird as, as a, uh, I don't think we've quite as consumers made the switch with our consoles where it's like our three-year-old console is old now. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. And then I go back to where, you look at where games were at the beginning of the 360 life cycle, what they looked like, and then where they ended with things like Bioshock Infinite and The Last of Us and really, really beautiful games where like they l- squeezed every last bit of computing power out of these consoles. Right. And I'd rather that happen than yeah. have to buy – like. Just figure it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and and again, like the the thing that makes the most sense for for Sony specifically is that, that maybe they're trying to compete on the VR level. But if that's the case, but it, like, it doesn't seem like it's the case via these uh, these documents. You know, it doesn't right. seem like that's a big, uh, at least not not a front facing thing. You know, maybe in the back of their minds they're like, this is like a Trojan horse for the VR thing. But it's like. Are are you saying that you know if you keep your same console, just your PlayStation Four, not not an upgrade to the Neo, and you get the PlayStation VR, are you saying then that that's not a good experience or good enough experience? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what that even looks like because they've already said like 
the VR games have to run in order for you to not get sick whenever you're playing them, they have to run at 120 frames a second. That's 60 right. per eye. Like, they're not going to sacrifice on that. Right. Uh, you know, adding this extra power, I mean, at that point, they are saying, you know, like, in the documents that it'll boost frame rate and all this kind of stuff. Like, but that's locked in with the VR. Yeah. So, like, what's the what's the deal at that point? They, I mean, maybe, like, there can be, you know, like, better lighting or better textures or something i mean it's just like <laughs> which which like it's funny like they, they reference oh there's no there's no features that'll be different but all of those things in my mind it's like oh these extra textures that sounds like a feature to me or right. you know and then later in the documents they mention uh you know graphical features are, right. are going to be improved and it's like okay it's weird all that being said i'm not necessarily opposed to this no. because like you know i've even considered like the xbox one recently they started putting into a version of it they put in a basically a fusion drive yeah uh, into the uh, the Xbox one and it it made things faster it didn't necessarily improve the graphical fidelity or anything like that right but it made you know like loading in games faster switching between apps faster the UI is faster but it's only like 33 percent faster so right. it's like not even really that big a deal but I was just thinking like well what if you know if I it's bigger also as a terabyte. It's so a larger hard drive. Like maybe, you know, maybe it would be worth it or something like that. And so I'm not necessarily opposed to this kind of idea, but I don't, right. I don't, I want to make that choice on my own. I don't want to be told, hey, you're having a worse experience than everyone else. Yeah. And I guess like your, your comment earlier, um, you said, oh, well, you know, why, why would you upgrade? And I guess the, the main like, compelling reason in my mind is that I'm sitting here, you know, I'm playing, you know, my thing and you're like, Oh, it looks great. It looks beautiful, but it could look better. Right. Well, I'm, and that's the thing (laughs) I'm going to upgrade. Yeah. But again, I don't really want to the right now. I, 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 again, I want to spend my money on PlayStation VR and probably the NX whenever it comes out like this year. Well, I think about my, uh, my DS, my, uh, my 3DS, they came out with a new 3DS like a year and a half, two years after I got my DS. And I was like, well, it's, it's weird, but do I really want to upgrade? Do I really need to upgrade? And it it really wasn't that big of a difference, um, to me personally to, to upgrade. And so I haven't upgraded yet, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm like super close because now there's exclusive games and this sort of thing, uh, on the, the, the new 3DS that I want to play. And I'm just like, man. It just kind of sucks where it's like, well, I could trade this in, but I don't only get like 60 bucks for it. It's, it's, a, it's a conundrum. The one thing I will say, like uh, the, if the Xbox comes out with a, a mid-cycle thing that is expandable, like that has like a, we, we talked about a few episodes ago, I think about a, the potential for like an expandable kind of Xbox where it's like, oh, let's just snap out this hard drive, snap in this other one, snap out this processor, snap in another one. If that happened, I would be maybe not like super happy, but I'd be at least excited about the technology. You yeah. Know? Whereas I mean, like this, it seems like it's just like, it's just another box. That's a little bit more powerful. That's different though. Like, because like you and I are like, we're the ones who go stand in line on day one and that's get a true. day one console, you know, like we're the ones who will, will buy the technology. Like I go get an Apple iPhone the day it comes out, right. you know, like kind of the technology side of us takes over in that mind. Right. You know? and, and not, not, is it, I mean, there's a certain percentage of the gaming population that will do that regardless. But the majority of them, I mean, like, who cares? And that's where I'm kind of like, whenever you mentioned the, the, the 3DS, well, whenever it first came out, there weren't necessarily 3DS exclusive games. Like, there were right. games where... New 3DS exclusive games, yeah. There were games where, like, 
like yeah, you can't see three D on here. Like yeah. if you play, like did they cross or did they or are they always like straight up like there's three DS games and they don't you can't play them on the there's DS. There's only like there's only actual retail games that are for the new three DS. There's only two exclusive games. Um, and so like though neither so every other three DS game you can play on the DS. Right. It's just every or, it's the sorry, new three DS. Yes. New three DS, yeah, so not three DS. Right. There's only no. Two new 3DS exclusive games. Dang Nintendo and their confusing names. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's only like two uh, two exclusive new 3DS games that I can't play on my 3DS. And then there's now the, they've just released like some uh, virtual console games. So like some some Super Nintendo games basically that I can't buy or or play on mine. And those are the games where I'm just like, oh my gosh, Earthbound would be really fun to play, but I can't play that unless I have a new 3DS. Um, like Donkey Kong Country would be really fun to play, but it's like that's not like I can't play that one either. So like there's now we're getting to the point where they just released like a handful of old games like re-releases basically that only someone with a new 3ds xl or a new 3ds can play and so like that's the only thing that's would force me to to upgrade because it's like the man the features it's like ah, it's got a faster processor things load a little bit faster uh you know some of the 3ds a lot better but it's like i don't i don't know if i really care about all those things i care about the games i care about the gameplay experience i can play these games Except for the ones that I can't. Know. I mean, and I get it. I get the fact that like Sony and Nintendo, like they don't want to fracture their player base. Where you know, like, well, all of a sudden I can't play all these games, but I have this, <laughs> yeah. you know, console. Like then, it, then it basically is a whole new console. Right. Like, and you might as well treat it that way. But then I come down to like, why, why even do it at all? Why do it at all? Yeah. And are the changes big enough? Like if we're going to do it, yeah. are we doing it big enough? You yeah. know, like we're, you're, you're going to make a whole section of your fan base buy new consoles to replace their old consoles. Old in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> They're three year old consoles. Yes. Which I, like I said, I, I don't look at my Xbox, which is three years old. And, and go, if oh, I, that's old, listen, John, if, <laughs> if I buy this thing and I plug it in, and I don't see a freaking difference <laughs> to my bare eye whenever yeah. I play my games. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. It's over, man. <laughs> I mean, and that's the biggest thing. It's like, it, again, it doesn't seem like there's that big of a difference, and which is why I've never upgraded my, my 3DS is because like, there's not a big enough difference, and I don't want to play the exclusive games bad enough to drop another hundred and you know, some odd dollars on it, let alone another $400 on something. You know, if I think about, you know, if you spread the, the, the price that, that people paid for these consoles, if you bought them on day one or whatever, obviously prices have gone down. There's Black Friday sales, that sort of thing. But if you divide that up, it's like $125 per, uh, per year. And it's like, well, so far, yeah, that's, that's yeah. If you, if you get rid of it immediately, like now, but it's like, that's fine. That sounds like kind of reasonable. It's like 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks, a you know, whatever. But that's not generally how things work. And that's not generally like whenever I bought my Xbox for 500 bucks or whatever, I didn't go, Oh, in three years, I'm going to buy another one. You know, it's like, I'm thinking, Oh, this is going to take me, you know, six years or so. And then, then get a new one. But I don't know, man, it's weird, but your phones are, are a complete opposite where it's like, you spend like 600 bucks on a phone and you use it every day for everything. Yeah. Um, Again, it's just different. Like, you know, and I'm not saying one is bad and, or one is better. Like, right. And I don't want to be like, you know, so against something just because like, well, it's never been undone this way. It's like, well, you know, like that's not necessarily a good argument against it. But 
I until you you have to give me a good reason. Like yeah. give me a good reason to upgrade right now. Yeah. And again, I just want to reiterate: if I get this thing, when I get this thing, and it doesn't look any different, I'm gonna be like, "What in the world, guys?" Yeah. So finalize, Sony, and I guess Microsoft. Give us a reason to be excited about these things, mm. and then we'll be on board. But yes. until we you get us give us a reason to be excited about these things, we're gonna be. Reserving judgment. And I'll still buy it. <laughs> but you'll I have think a they frown know, on your face. I think they know that. <laughs> oh, I think they do too, Chris. I think this is a, this is a decision that is aimed directly at the people like us. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for this week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. So next week, I haven't told you this yet. Whoa. Um, this is going to be news to me, guys. But uh, I think we've got an inside man at PAX East this weekend. Oh, my goodness. And he's going to come back and give us some... Reportage. Uh, some porridge. He's gonna give us some porridge. I said reportage. Oh, <laughs> reportage. Yes. Okay, I see. I see. That makes sense. About Pax East. About Pax saw East. There. I love it. Yep. So, um, look for that next week. I'm kind of disappointed. There's not gonna be porridge now, Chris. I just, I just want him to bring me porridge. Why do we keep ending these shows on like the weirdest <laughs> topics of conversation? <laughs> You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com <laughs> on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod on Twitch at JohnWright777. And I have an old one that I'm not going to direct you to right now. <laughs> I'll have mine set up later this week, hopefully. Yeah, I'll probably uh, I'll probably do another Tuesday night kind of stream thing. I'm not sure exactly on the timing on that. It usually starts, uh, or, or last week it kind of started a little bit earlier in the evening and extended into the into the later evening, you know, uh, amongst a couple of short breaks, like 15-minute breaks here and there. So, yeah. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Yeah, we're on Google Play Music. I just got an email saying, your podcast is on Google Play Music, which I thought like we were on no, no, like, no, no. a they're, while back. Well, they're saying, uh, we were. yeah, we were, but now... Th- now we're on Google Play Music for Android. Ah. It wasn't I it was something like where we were only on like the Windows phone version or sorry, no, we were on the iPhone version of or desktop version of Google Play or something like that. I can't I didn't really understand it. I looked at it, but I know it specifically said it's now on Android. Okay. So, like, so okay, cool. So basically, we're everywhere on yes. Google Play Music. What was the new one that someone like sent us and like said oh, they were on? We're uh, on um, Pocket Cast. Yeah, Pocket Cast. Yeah. Pocket Cast basically, I don't know, like you don't have to submit anything there. They just kinda like find I think they might just like RSS they might just uh, hijack the iTunes feed or Probably. something. You know? Yeah, just like let's just let's just include everything that's I'm there. just I'm envisioning like the uh, a spy thing where like you're tapped into the uh, to the transatlantic cable yeah. listening to <laughs> <laughs> listening to all these pod oh you know, we gotta put these podcasts up. Yes. <laughs> Across the ocean. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.